springtime is here. So pop into Fancy Pop Gourmet Popcorn Shop to fill all of your popcorn cravings. Conveniently located in Stonecrest, Georgia, the shop is open 12 to 7, Thursday through Saturday, and 12 to 4 on Sundays. Fancy Pop Gourmet Popcorn is the perfect gift for a friend, a fundraiser opportunity to offset costs for your organizations, and the shop has available event space for your next event. For more information, you can follow Fancy Pop Gourmet on IG and tell them Nightmare Radio sent you. I have a dream. Dreams are full, nightmares come true. Freddy Cooper, give him a nightmare. Soon as you close your eyes, nigga, we right there. Come in the middle of the night, like it's a nightmare. You open your eyes, not dreaming, nigga, we right there. You're locked into Nightmare Radio with Ish the Exec and Brittany Kristen. What's up, world? Welcome back. Welcome to episode 86 of Nightmare Radio. It's your girl, Ish. And it's your girl, Brittany Kristen. Welcome. We are super happy that you chose this podcast. If it's your first time here or if you are a long-time listener, we're going to start the show a little differently so we can just, you know, clarify some things. Let's clear the air. If your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. We... We say that saying for more than it to just be a saying. This platform is dedicated to tell the dreamer's journey. Not only do we bring other dreamers that have been um, that have been successful in their journeys, but each and I are dreamers, full-time dreamers, chasing our dream, opening ourselves up and our journeys up to you, to the listener, so that you can hopefully listen in, find a relatability within what we're saying, what we're talking about, what we're preaching on the show, and apply it to your own dreams. Yes. Also, in the midst of that, you will get some entertainment. Yes. We will continue to provide our platform for independent artists that yes. want to come and, you know, have more visibility or if we can break a record or two, because I feel like we have been, for sure. you know, breaking some records, we will continue to do that. Yes. And this is also a platform to promote Black-owned businesses. So if you are a Black-owned business owner and you're looking for an opportunity or a way to introduce your brand or your business or your service to a new audience then this is the platform for you yes and if you click the link in our bio on instagram then you can find out how you can advertise a nightmare radio show okay you, you yes you should but for the most part just to just to bring this all around like we are all dreamers in our own right yeah. right some people will pursue their dreams and some people will see their dreams while they sleep that's why we say don't sleep right at the same time so you know this platform is not it's it's for everyone and with us making a transition from radio to podcast and trying to make sure we are attacking every side of our audience making sure that everyone is fully represented yeah make sure that everyone is related you know relatable content um that's what that's what we do and if we haven't made that clear, we just wanted to make that clear today. Yes, yes. This is us making it clear. Right, right. So um, tap in. Share it with your friends. Tap in. If you haven't taken a listen, if you're watching us on Instagram. Let's do that. If, if you're, you're watching, watching this us on Instagram IG. right now, click the link in the bio and get into the show. Yes. The clips are to get you to go to the show. Yes. And if you don't know, if you prefer to digest your, your content via, like, you know, uh, 
an audio platform, you know you can stream us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your your favorite streaming platform. Mine is Spotify. Mine is Spotify. No I can shade. Some haters. No but if you'd like to shade. watch us, if you want to airplay us on your TV, do that. Hit us up on YouTube. And if you keep it locked, we might just have another opportunity for you to, to check in with us, at, you know, on a different type of platform. But you got to keep it locked. Don't sleep because, you know, we still working on it. <laughs> huh. Yes. So with that being said, this month's theme, we do have themes on the show. So this month's theme is faith and finance. Yes. We didn't really get to announce that last month, last week, but here it is, faith and finance. Our Her Wine discussions, our midweek discussions, though, will be on love and relationships. Yes. So if you want to get in the midweek discussions, tap in with us on Wednesdays when we have our live series. And if you want to get into the faith and finance part, tap in during the week. We're going to go ahead and have the lineup every week so you can know what's up next for nightmare radio show and just take the ride with us take the journey with us and we will go from there right while you're on the journey make sure that you shop at herwines.com use our discount code don't sleep for 15 percent off your favorite bottle her wines got some special things coming up for a treat her box uh keep it locked on our instagram and it's her wines on instagram so you can find out more about that all right yes also be sure to visit eshopanddrop.com we have merch out there we got bucket hats we got the biker shorts we got the signature tea we got the drake inspired tea we gonna have some more things coming but go ahead and use our code nightmare madness for 20 percent off of your purchase of two items so go and do that right now mm-hmm. without further ado we're gonna hop right into the culture list this is your entertainment piece of the podcast yes, where we break down the wins and the l's in the culture for the week Because, you know, black people are winning and black people are embarrassing us. (laughs) So we're about to go ahead and dissect that right now. It's the culture list on Nightmare Radio. We equal equal opportunity around here. We're going to call you out if you ain't doing right. Mm -hmm. But we're also going to big you up. And the first big up goes to the Beltline for welcoming black-owned business storefronts. This is pretty exciting and a good shout-out for the city of Atlanta. Yes. The Beltline's Marketplace's pilot program, which actually launched on April 1st last week, is the product of a collaboration between the Atlanta Beltline Inc. and the Village Market. This collaboration is intended to provide new, affordable commercial opportunities for up to six local black own businesses with storefronts directly on the multi-use trail. So the pilot program is funded by a $750,000 grant by the Kineta Fund. And this project will feature beautifully designed shipping containers and food trucks in two locations on the west side and the east side trails. Um, so this will give these entrepreneurs visibility and access um, by the Beltline's uh, 2 million annual visitors. So I know that the, the weather is breaking, and if you can manage the pollen, bless you. Cause, <laughs> but you know, if you're outside um, this summer and you're looking at looking at some of the beautiful art that's already on the Beltline, pay attention to some of the black-owned business storefronts too, because we want to definitely circulate that black dollar. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, ABI is developing and advancing the commercial affordability strategies. So we'll be continuing to seeing other projects that are coming out. These are all aimed at stabilizing, preserving, and creating affordable spaces so that black-owned legacy and local businesses can grow and flourish along the 22-mile loop belt line. Okay? Wow. This is kind of big. It's very big. But, you know, Atlanta is black prominent. 
It is. Black it Hollywood, is. it's only right to put some black people on the belt. I know that's right. And you know what? There are a lot of other people, because you know Atlanta is a melting pot, that right. want to support black-owned businesses. Yeah. And why not meet the people where they at? That's true. That's true. People people are outside this summer, so definitely spend them dollars and, and make it visible, okay? All right. All right, next up on the list. Normani. Yes. She's the face of Cracker Jack's new campaign that empowers women athletes. This is cute. The Cracker Jack campaign creatively entitled Cracker Jill. Oh. <laughs> I did, maybe they should have not had said Cracker. Yeah, you know what? That's the only thing that be killing That's me. That's the thing. It's like you want to slap Normani, beautiful black woman. Yeah. Beautiful black. On black, a box. Of on a black of crack, Cracker Jacks. Is this their way of. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so. Cracker Jack has has been synonymous with sports for ages. Specifically, yeah, baseball. Specifically baseball, yes. So the, the campaign, the Cracker Jill campaign, is focused on celebrating female athletes across various sports. Swimming, gymnastics, softball, basketball, tennis, you name it. <laughs> um, who have made great achievements and who have inspired a new generation of young girls in the sport. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... Normani um, signed on to collaborate with this brand and she went on record saying that before she had aspirations of becoming a multi, you know, platinum music artist, she once dreamt of becoming an Olympic gymnast. Mm. In fact, she gave Dominique Dawes a shout out and all the 90s girls check in because Dominique Dawes is doing that thing. But this is before Gabby Douglas. This was before, you know, this was definitely like, you know, one of the originators of the black girl magic thing before that was a thing. But she, before she wanted, before she had her eyes set on entertainment, she also wanted to be, you know, a female athlete. So this project is big for her. And and, um, to further promote the collaboration, Normani lent her vocals and her lyrics to an updated version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Wow. Yeah. So if you're. Is it out? Yeah, it is out. You can check it out on YouTube. Maybe we'll put it in the show notes for you to see it. Um, so, you know, the, the original lyrics go, um, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. What is that now? I don't care if you'll ever go back. Okay. The new, the new lyrics go, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jill. No one can stop you if you have the will. So let's root, root, root for our girl's dream. If they don't win, it's a shame. And she goes and continues and she, you know, it's, it's cute. So kudos to Normani. Kudos to this uh, collaboration deal. I wonder who be brokering these deals for these celebrities. Publicists, managers. I mean, you name it. You got to get them in good because who was checking for Cracker Jack? They was checking for her because they it. want to yeah. get that cracker off. Anywho, moving <laughs> on to some more food. Eric Stevens, right? No. Earl Stevens. <laughs> Earl Stevens. Lord. Okay. Earl Stevens E40 yes. has launched a new ice cream line, Goon with the Spoon. So last week, E40 launched an ice cream line, which includes six new flavors. His ice cream is yet another food item that is included under the Goon with the Spoon food brand umbrella. So E40 is no stranger to the uh, to the food production game. About six months ago, he launched Goon with the Spoon food brands, which includes a variety of packaged sausage burritos. And back in 2013, the rapper launched the wine line named Earl, the Earl Stevens Collection. And I was like, okay, when I peeped that, I was like, okay, Earl. Well, you, I you, like that for you. Do you remember when watching his verses? He was sipping on wine. He was sipping on his own collection. Wow. Yeah, I heard it's actually pretty, pretty big out in the Bay Area. Why it's not out here? Well, Earl, 
Earl, bring it to Atlanta. We need mm-hmm. to try it. And the ice cream. Yes. Um, but he does have 15 different wine blends, which is amazing. And the ice cream includes, flavors include cookie dough, bourbon vanilla, vanilla bean, strawberry, mint, and salted caramel. So he's using his ice cream. I'm sorry. His ice cream is made using solar power and includes dairy without artificial growth hormones. Yeah. Everybody's doing this new solar thing. Well, I mean, we we have to be responsible, you know, members and citizens, uh, borrowers of the resources here on Earth, and that should be running out. So it does. It got to be smart. But I also like to see people that are like getting away from the harmful things that are in dairy too. I don't I don't get down with dairy. Yeah, I keep hearing about pus in the milk. Are you still drinking cow's milk? No, no. Okay. But my kids eat cereal. Do they drink cow's milk or do they use like almond or hemp milk or um, we use almond milk sometimes most times it's given vitamin d yeah i don't bring no i was never a milk drinker anyway me neither i hate milk yeah and so we've been using almond milk and on some occasions hemp milk for the longest time but somebody said i ain't gonna say no names but somebody said if you drink almond milk that your taste buds are dry you don't got no good taste buds well I'll continue to drink almond milk because y'all don't want to see me on no dairy. Although, although sometimes lactose, I do. You lactose. Yes, proud of it. And I will even partake in some ice cream. Last night I did send my daddy to the to the, uh, to the Brewster's you for wrong, some ice cream. You're wrong. You're Certainly wrong. did. I didn't eat it because it was too late and I didn't want to cause no volcanic explosion or nothing like that. Anyway. Anywho, speaking of food, because we on the food train, Paula Patton, we moving into the L's, by the way. <laughs> Paula Patton embarrassed the hell out of black people this week. She was well, she on the white side. She, I don't know whose side she was representing for, but the show wasn't ours. Yeah. First of all, then the CDC wants to put the message back out there again that you are not supposed to clean your chicken. No. What? No, 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 no. Okay. You just wash the chicken. No. Okay, let's break it down. So how, if you cook, because you don't even eat meat, but if you cook in the meat. I'm cleaning my chicken, though. With what? I'm cleaning my chicken with a little vinegar. Uh-huh. And I'm making sure that I'm, pl- because I, I don't eat meat. I, I, well, I, I partake in fish. Right. But the way I was raised. Vinegar. The way I was raised in my household, I did eat meat growing up. And, and I was raised old school. So my daddy was like, to my mama, like, you better have that girl up in the kitchen at a very young age. So even to this day, hol- um, holidays, Cornish hens, turkey parts, Brittany is still cleaning that chicken. Brittany is still bent over under the running water sink that I just disinfected and sanitized before I even tried to put my, my meat down in the sink. Right. And I'm cleaning my chicken. I'm using vinegar. I'm rubbing it off. Uh-uh. I'm plucking out the small little hair. Yes, the feathers. It be the, the feathers gizzard. for me. But I'm the thing separating is, separating the the fat. Mm-mm. So we got to tap into the article to figure out why the CDC is saying not to clean your chicken because essentially we probably just don't even need to be eating chicken. How about that? Because if you put in vinegar, chicken. like we God knows, like what the Lord Jesus. God knows what the lemon and the... Because, oh, you know, yeah. some we, people, we, we like, rub the chicken with lemon. And yeah. Paula didn't do none of that shit. She literally... Okay, <laughs> so the video... The video was an old video. The video was an old video. It, it was posted last month, and she's literally seen, as my family would say, wrenching the chicken off. I'm talking about literally, like, wrenching it off. Like, <laughs> you're surprised to hear me say, like, say something like that, right? Whew, she literally hit that water. The chicken hit the water for, for less than three seconds. It was like... Shoo, shoo. Like, girl, that chicken ain't clean. 
under some cold water. Mm-mm. Toss the chicken in a seasonless bag of all-purpose flour. <laughs> and then fry it in avocado oil. Avocado oil. And then proceed to season the oil. Now, the only thing that she got right, <laughs> my mama taught me a long time ago. I to wash my makeup off. <laughs> so my mom did teach me a long time ago, when you're making fried chicken, you don't need a whole bunch of excessive seasoning. So we do the paprika, you know, the seasoning salt and the pepper and call it a day. But baby, we ain't seasoning no grease. Yes, but one shout out to my friend Jasmine. We used to make pork chops back in uh, back in college, and she was like, "You gotta season the flour." Yeah, and we she put me flour. on. I'm like, yeah. "Okay, season the flour, bet." Yes, Paula. She put that thing in some all-purpose flour, unseasoned. Ch- really, what made the video go viral was a good sis on TikTok. Oh, we didn't run over time. Sis on TikTok, Ashley Spencer rediscovered the video, and she added her own little black girl commentary. Like, what? What are we doing with this chicken? Step by step. Did you see the video? Right. Hilarious. Yes. Very hilarious. Paula doubled down though. She responded back this week with a video. In good spirit, she seems like such a sweet woman. Yeah. Doubled down, saying that the video was edited so it made it look like I didn't clean my chicken, but I did. And she's standing on her mom's famous fried chicken recipe. I know it looks weird, but. That's how we do it. The thing that killed me was that the chicken wasn't even cooked. It was pink. It was was pink and bloody when she opened it up. Do you know that in the video she said that she made that batch of chicken for her son and his his classmates and his her son can sing now because I've seen him going circulating around the internet singing and stuff. So he picked up after Robin on that. Thank God. But Mm. you feeding this man raw chicken? This giving Atlanta episode one. Yes, it's down to the avocados. It's giving Atlanta episode one with that nasty uh, excuse of fried chicken. Paula, baby, you get, if if this was um, the Breakfast Club, you would get the donkey of the day. Hee-haw. Baby, I bet you Paula Dean make bad chicken. <laughs> Don't sleep on Paula Dean's recipes. I didn't try to Don't do Paula Don't sleep on Paula Dean's recipes. Even though she, right. <laughs> Paula Dean tried it. Anyway, Paula Patton tried it. Paula Patton tried it and Paula Dean yeah. tried it. Yeah, but you're right. I bet you Paula Dean made some better chicken. Moving on. All right. This is crazy. Very juicy, very nasty. So, OnlyFans model stabs her black boyfriend to death. Mm. This past Sunday, 25-year-old OnlyFans influencer Courtney Trailer stabbed her boyfriend to death in their Miami condo. Authorities presume that the death was preceded by a domestic dispute. Friends who were close to the couple said that the duo argued often and that the police had been dispatched to the condo recently to address domestic disputes. Those friends reported that in all instances, Courtney was the aggressor, citing that her boyfriend, 27-year-old Christian, never resorted with or resorted to violence with her. Instead of sending a sending her to jail, they are in charge of her with murder. They sent her to a mental institution where she was later released and was at the bar kicking it just last night, the mm-hmm. other day. Mm-hmm. Um, Why did they send her to the mental institution? Because she showed signs of, quote-unquote, mental unstableness. She she said that she was going to commit suicide. So this is key to the story. Okay. So, so, after the mental evaluation... Well, okay, so... What happened? 
the so this is this is a rule in Florida. Y'all know Florida be on their own type of time. Okay. Yeah, they got some a whole lot of bills that right. people are not liking down there. So the reason why they didn't take her in and charge her is because of what's called the Baker Act. That's a Florida law that enables families and loved ones to provide emergency mental health services uh, and temporary detention for people who are impaired because of their mental illness and who are unable to determine their uh, their treatment needs. So they're basically her family, her people are basically saying that she should not be held responsible for this murder because she they're claiming mental insta- instability. We don't know what happened in the apartment. We're not going to know what happened in the apartment. He was only stabbed one time, too. It was it was one lethal stab uh, in his shoulder that, you know, touched a, a crucial gland and he later died in the hospital. That's fucked up. But what is what was brought up about this death that people aren't really like the black community is not really trying to rally around it because he let off his his 2012 tweets came back to haunt him saying that he prefers white women instead of black women. Plenty of tweets. This African man said that because he African. And fine, too. I got the receipts. Because mm. I was thinking that this is another case. And first off, you know, my condolences and respect to the dead and to his family members and friends. You know, I, I've heard that he was a very nice young man. My thing is, it just seems like it's another instance of white woman getting away with her white tears. She probably is going to get away with her white tears. And it's not, it's black people. Some black people might rally behind it, but a lot, the whole black community is not because the way black girls disgrace themselves on TV, dot, dot, dot. That's what he said. Can't believe one of my followers, hashtag OOMF, thinks I like to talk to black girls when I don't. Dot, 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 exclamation point. Mm. One of my followers, black girls are born knowing how to shake their ass. Me, honestly, I don't care. They not my type. So they like, wow, nigga, you just got killed by your type. So I don't know, because I did see George say, you know, it doesn't matter what he said. You know, our I good be, friend of the show. Yeah, hey, He's like, it doesn't matter what he said, you know, back in the day. It really, I honestly, and okay, we could, we could, we could break it down about, you know, black men and that self-hatred thing that they got about reasons why they don't like black women. Yeah. Women that birthed you. Right. Your sisters, your aunts, your grandma, your mom and them, but you don't like, but you don't want to date them, but whatever. But regardless, this is, this is, this is the death of a black brother. It is. But that's the thing, like, why do black men get to embarrass black women and then black women still got to stand behind them. Mm, very, very great point. Because black women always going to be the backbone of society. Right. That's that. Why do black women have to be the backbone of everything? We, and then we always get the short end of the stick. Oh, you know, this is a nice per, um, question for the love and relationships. This is, this is a great question for love and relationships. And also, this is a great question Um you know, there. Me and my friend, me and my mom, and, and a few of my family members went to um, went to view a play that talked about women, black women, always being the pick, the cleanup women. Mm-hmm. You know, where we're oftentimes cho- expected to choose our blackness over our womanhood because even in our own communities, by our own counterparts, we are still viewed as and expected to be less than. But then it's when something like this happens, we gotta rally up people that's rallying rallying around black women. Regardless, again, my condolences to the deceased, you know, my prayers with the family and Courtney, girl. 
I have no comment. Moving on to the next story, I have no comment on this story either with Tory Lanez mm. and his alopecia and all of the above. You can't mention, keep my wife's name out your mouth. But he ain't got no wife and his alopecia is up for question. So I have, I, I really shouldn't even be talking about his alopecia like that. Let me, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me personally. Okay. Um, But so you guys know a couple weeks ago, in March, was it March or February? No, it was February. Because we they took it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in February, Tory Lanez and Meg were going back and forth with their tweets, with all of this hoopla that was going on with this court case, mm-hmm. right? So Tory Lanez was arrested because he violated his protective order by the some of the tweets that he was tweeting to Meg. Uh, the one in parts in in question or the one that got him in trouble was good d had me effing two best friends and i got caught that's what i apologize for it's sick how you spun it though but the little you not y-o-u you mm-hmm. was the direct was was what made the made the tweet directed to her so that's what essentially got him in trouble. And I'm trying to figure out why he didn't get in trouble for busting out the suit in, at the uh, Rolling Loud. What? He bust out the... What do you Remember mean? he was at... Dang, we just going over time. Remember he was at Rolling Loud with the baby, and the baby oh. brought him on stage, but Meg mm-hmm. had just left. You're right. You're so right. He, he violated the protective order was, then. He was in some, some type of costume or something. Yes, like so he violated the protective order then. Who, who maybe knows? they gave him we a gotta, slap on the wrist. Or maybe we could stay tuned because, again, like the stuff really does seem to catch up. They star. Sit down, boy. Baby, first of all, I was talking to David about this this week, and it's like... This is a sticky ass situation. At this point, whose side whose side are you on? Because Meg allegedly is an alcoholic. Recovering. They say allegedly recovering alcoholic. Right. Because we don't know if she's recovering or not. I do remember her saying that she had problems with alcohol and that she had been, she was on, you know, on the hottie, hottie hot girl diet and she had been uh, scaling back and practicing healthier lifestyles. I'm not with her in the club. I don't know if she's still cognac queen or not. I'm not sure either. But if this case ends up going in Tory Lane's favor, like if he gets off or something like that, it's going to discredit her for sure. It's going to discredit her. She's been losing, she's been losing, you know, sponsorships. Oh, really? I, it seems I, like she's winning. Wendy's, Popeye. I mean, she's gotten those, and I people are saying that Super she's Bowl, been getting those Frito out of pi- out of pity. But like Rihanna, she's no longer. I think they said the Savage Fenty contract is up. It's Rihanna unfollow Meg. Mm. Meg. Drake unfollow Meg. Drake. So it's like people in the industry know something. But they're not saying it. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm out of this. Tori and Meg, God bless you all. It's a sticky situation it to is. be in. I hope that you guys can recover from this. Coming up next, Governor Kemp is laying his campaign promises on thick with plans to research Georgia's medical marijuana plan. And will Joe Biden cancel our student loan debt once and for all? We'll be back after the break. You don't want to miss this political update. Keep it locked. We will be right back. You're locked into Nightmare Radio with Ish the Exec and Brittany Kristen.
Bitch, I'm worth it. He ain't met a bitch this perfect. Going way deeper than the surface. Pussy like a wave, baby boy, come surface. Pussy like a wave, baby boy, come surface. I can't relate to no broke hoe. Money never coming in slow mo. I ain't giving niggas no promo. Monkey ass niggas like Mojo, Jojo. You a slave, huh? A bitch that won't trip when you dipping up for days, huh? Not sitting your waist, huh? Not all of your tricks from your book, take a page, huh? Yeah, I'll make him wait for it. Ain't no telling what he gonna say for it. Ain't no telling what he gonna pay for it. I could have him spending all day for it. I ain't met a nigga won't stay for it. Would you give the keys to the race for it? If I stop real, give them stay for it. Birthday eight day, I got cake for it. You want that walk, want that water. Tsunami. Bust, wanna baller. You need a wee bitch, gone and call her. You need a wee bitch, gone and call her. Yeah, he can spend a bag, bitch, I'm worth it Yeah, he can spend a bag, bitch, I'm worth it Yeah, he can spend a bag, bitch, I'm worth it Yeah, he can spend a bag, bitch, I'm worth it He ain't met a bitch this perfect He ain't met a bitch this perfect Yeah, he can spend a bag, bitch, I'm worth it Yeah, he can spend a bag, bitch, I'm worth it if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. You're locked in with Nightmare Radio. Politicking with the political update. All right, welcome back. Political updates. First things 
first. Yes, congratulations. Nightmare Radio Show would like to extend our sincerest congratulations to a true queen, the first black female Supreme Court Justice, the Honorable Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Justice. Justice, excuse me. Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. She was confirmed with an overwhelming 53-47 vote in the Senate. Very amazing. Very amazing. Congratulations, Justice Jackson. So, uh, aside from Thurgood Marshall and her, that's it. Wow. Yeah. And so we're not counting the other man that need to recuse himself. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Governor Kemp considers (laughs) resuming the the medical marijuana program since Georgia lawmakers could make could not make a compromising decision that would allow businesses to grow and sell cannabis oil to patients, Governor Kemp is reportedly considering other ways to jumpstart Georgia's medical marijuana program. The plan came to a stalemate during the previous legislation sta- legislative session. Its original plan was to grant permission to six companies to continue to manufacture to manufacture medical products for distribution, but the Senate the Senate tabled the bill. Kemp has said that he's focused on other options to keep the process moving, according to the New York Times, but hasn't blatantly mentioned an executive order just yet. Coincidentally, Kemp's campaign this past Thursday uh, began this his re-election campaign this past Thursday, so we're hoping that it just won't be. But you know what? The camp, he's what Kemp is doing is making sure that he fulfills all of his campaign promises right. before election. Right. Because the um the carry, the, yeah, the constitutional the, the, carry, yeah. he's he's signing that into law next week. Yes, he is. So yeah, he is attempting to sign to make good on all of his promises before he runs this new campaign with more promises. And you know what? He gonna get a lot of black men with that constitutional carry. You don't think so? He's also going to oh put him Lord. in jail, too. Okay, and put him in the ground, Lord. Please protect our brothers. Please protect us all out here because people are crazy. Not just us, but people. People, yes. All races, everyone. Yes. Okay, Joe. Up next, President Biden plans to extend the moratorium on federal student loan repayment. The pause on payments will be extended yet again until August 31st. This makes the seventh execution since the original pause took place uh, March 2020. Now the U.S. boasts a seven, a 1.7 trillion student dollar student loan deficit, and the extension saves 41 million borrowers like myself from a total of roughly five billion dollars a month in payback. Mm. That's crazy. Dim lawmakers are grateful, but they are still applying pressure for loan forgiveness of up to fifty thousand dollars per borrower instead of repeated um, extensions. And the dim lawmakers have my support because, baby. I'm boasting a strong $89,000 in student loan debt. Delete all that shit, Peggy. Please. Delete it. Please. But you know what? I'll take 50 because that leaves me with 49 and then we could do something. But honestly, Jesus paid it all, so I don't really know what y'all talking about. Right. Sally Bay, Navi. figure it out. Hey, you better take it up with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because call he you me cr- that as being his child, c- honey. C- call Ukraine. Okay. They can send a couple M's back to cover me. Hello? Ooh. That was tough. Was it? There was a lot going on this week in Ukraine. 
Oh well, I, it's hard for me to care because you're sending money over there. We have when so we much. our rent is going high to the sky. We in national debt, and that's another thing that I want to talk about. Do you know that there's an article out here saying that millennials don't want to purchase homes? That's, Y'all took that narrative. It's people out here that don't want to purchase homes. Millennials don't try, ain't trying to work. Is, are those the same people? I don't know, but let me tell you, there are some millennials who aren't ready to purchase homes because we got too much student loan debt and everything else and we can't find proper jobs to pay us right because y'all so they like if the water heater goes out in my home and i buy a home people some people aren't going to be prepared for those types of things like i can call the maintenance man up it's the cost of home ownership that people don't that people people who are millennials were not ready for but we didn't say that we wanted a big farm of investment companies purchasing houses and brett and jucking up the rent who said that? Answer who said that? Who said that? <laughs> Nobody said that. I'm, I'm just really tired of people talking about millennials, but not millennials talking about this because it's a whole lot of boomers that got lots to say. And and then, like, the boomers just skip over, they just skip over Generation X. And just come straight to us. The 40-year-olds that are still out here trying to figure it out, too, that also fuck shit up. Right. Y'all just, and then y'all be lumping us in with the kids, with Gen Z. I'm sick of it. Anyway. Um, anyway. Stay tuned. <laughs> we are getting straight into the finance portion of the show with Brandon. Yes, yes. Keep it locked right here. We'll be right back to talk with an investment king about ways to make your finances work for you. Okay. You're locked into Nightmare Radio with Ish the Exec and Brittany Kristen. At LL Dave P. He pat me a weed and I thought I had COVID Cause soon as I hit that bitch I couldn't taste it Pockets ain't full of nothing but them faces I'm put you down, I think I'm Rachel Davis Yeah, I started out in the apartments I made a target, nigga, we made it A ready baby, you got a problem, couldn't get you some strength. I understand why these niggas be hating Cause I was too real to fake it till I made it I was just staying down and being patient I'ma go get it, nigga, I ain't waiting Soon as I see that paper, I'ma chase it Prescription card because it's kind of lazy We ain't equal in any Nothing that me and my niggas do ever My bitch, she the baddest, my diamonds, my chain so good they dancing like strippers at magic. Pepper with bitches who coming with bag. They say I'm bougie, I say I got sagas. They fucking with it, they fit in that pants. And I get them racing and I rub a pants. No pants, a bitch, and I ain't never bad. Nothing in me and my niggas do ever. My bitch, she the baddest, my diamonds, my status. So you know they dancing like strippers at magic. Pepper with bitches who coming with bag. They say I'm bougie, I say I got sagas. They fucking with it, they fit in that pants. And I get them racing and I rub a pants. No pants, a bitch, and I ain't never bad. Ooh, smooth. Ooh, smooth. At LL Dave P. So you need 
little shot to go up. I'm on Patron right now, let's fuck. I'm in that pussy, I'm tearing it up. Just like a boss, so I'm beating it up. Bad little scripper, bitch, get to the books. Switch all my bitches, I don't give a fuck. I got that flavor, ain't looking for love. I'm pushing it on and she backing it up. Hands yeah. on your knees, bitch. 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 Hands 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 on your knees, bitch.
And so tell me the year. Like give, That was give 2014. Me. Okay. Mm. So after I um, found out about Bitcoin, he used to just always hound me about it. And we actually took a trip to Florida and went our way back. He was just talking about it, talking about it. And me and my brother at the time, I was just like, you know what? Um, you know, I'm just going to buy 10 of these things, whatever, right? Just what was the price for Bitcoin? $250. Well, actually, let's let's start because we want to start all the way from the basis. Right. Uh -huh. What is Bitcoin? So Bitcoin is like a decentralized currency. So right now. Um, and break it down like all the way. <laughs> all the way. Decentralized <laughs> currency. So, break it down for, for the group chat that's not in finance for, right, for our right, listeners. Right. So it's a decentralized um it's a way of trading money, right? Uh -huh. So right now we look at money as like, okay, I take this piece of paper, I can buy a can of Coke, I could buy some some food or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Essentially, Bitcoin's the exact same thing. The one, the only difference is one goes through the federal bank, the mm -hmm. Federal Reserve. Bitcoin goes through the people. So you're able to validate, you're able to make sure like nobody's falsifying any Bitcoins. There's no newly created ones. You're able to give like actual validation with no middleman okay and the middleman being the bank the people that print the money exactly. or the people that that you know that say your account is a john <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> okay go ahead so, so it keeps a lot of people accountable that's what i love about it secure yeah okay so michael from the from the, from the gm yeah on the way back from your trip to florida talking right. your ear off about bitcoin yes. and he convinced you to 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 buy a coin yeah, to buy a few coins that day, and um, and you know, at two fifty a piece, two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> so I was like, and then at the time, I promise you, I said out my mouth, I was like, yo, that's kind of expensive for some imaginary money. I didn't know exactly what it was. So, you know, fast forward. Um, so that was 2014, 2017, Bitcoin reached twenty thousand dollars per first time, coin per coin. So wow. So now you know you you have a bunch of you, so you have overnight money. And you're just like, oh crap! I don't. First, my first thought is, I don't want to lose it. So that made me start saying, like, okay, let me understand what money is and how to make sure I don't lose it. Because um, another um, job I had, like, I'm a software developer. I also play professional basketball, mm. and it's known that professional athletes blow through money. And I right. see how it happens. It's not hard to do it. Like, I've seen people throw through four or five million dollar contracts easily. Wow. Because you overspend what you thought you had. Because when you had taxes and all this stuff, yeah. you don't have as much money as what you thought you had to spend. So, knowing that, I was like, I want to make sure I'm not one of those guys. Right. So, I actually started studying money. And then it just opened a whole new world of just like so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, hold on, wait. Go ahead. So, you got your contract, your basketball contract. Mm -hmm. What in that studying essentially made you want to save your money? So, that's the thing. It's not saving. Mm, it's, it's investing. Yeah. And when we yeah. think of investing, like, for the people who aren't, like, really into finance, people will use their money to invest into ventures or, like, a lot, podcasting, for example. You want to invest in a podcast, I'm going to go out and buy a whole lot of equipment. But investing essentially looks different in different sides of finance. Right. And and what we also don't understand is investing isn't necessarily, like, you know, a stock, a bond, a um, a business is not necessarily that. It's literally anything that you could put money into and it produces money. Got so it. now, like, you look at, like, a long time ago, a car was considered a bad investment, but now you have Turo. So now it's an investment. So when people understand, because, like, um, I tell everybody all the time, I, I studied all industries a little bit, right? 
and you just have to pick what you're good at like yeah, yeah i do good in stocks and crypto but that might not be yours you right. know you're good at owning a business i suck at owning businesses i tell everybody that all my businesses i'm just like you know what i'd rather be an angel investor and y'all do Which all the business do. stuff right yeah. so like you just have to know your lane and stick with it you know right, yeah right. okay so now let's go back to the investing so you invested 250 dollars Initially, initially mm -hmm. into the Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and then it turned into what? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say I, I, I could say low six figures. It was definitely low six figures, and like you know, a guy who's just coming out of college, that's just like holy crap, right? Like, right. <laughs> that's very passive. You're not having to do anything. You're just literally in addition it. to a yeah. job at GM, yeah, right? and yeah. playing basketball. Yeah. Let's pause wow. for a minute for being fresh out of college, having a job at GM. Oh yeah. Let me brag on my friend for a second. <laughs> Brandon is extremely intelligent. <laughs> Clearly, these little, these little ears and that big old head—it's yeah, a lot of brain go. in there. <laughs> you know, I gotta—I gotta give a little shot when I can. Yeah, he's always been really, really, really smart. So, and I think that you know, because you've also always been talented on the basketball court. So when people look at you, they automatic—and you're tall—so they automatically think, "Oh, he's a baller." That's it. But Brandon's always been like geek level, like <laughs> intense. <laughs> All of all of my backhanded compliments. <laughs> all from love. This but it's funny because it's really the truth. Right. right? So I was honestly is I, I wanted to be an NBA player and an engineer equally the same. Yeah. It didn't want one more than the other. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing passion. Like yeah. yeah. And, and and the discipline. You know, another another kudos to you. The discipline for you to actually like see it through to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you could have really just got focused on one pipe dream and 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 powered all the way through with that but no and i also want to thank your parent your mom <laughs> and biggie and nana as well for steering you because i know that that was a, a heavy influence oh, yeah. as well oh yeah but um but yeah so straight um, out of college i'm sure you have multiple offers yeah i had um so the the final offer was because i tried to do portsmouth tried to you know make my way into the nba that didn't work out too well so I actually was sitting with my, and I, I love Blair to this day. His name is Blair Woods. He's one of the top trainers here in Georgia. And uh, he was an agent at the time. And he actually had me a deal in Israel. And I sat with him. I was like, yo, I have this job offer from General Motors too. Like, which one do you, what should I take? And instead of being an agent, he was like legitimately a friend. And he said, I am not going to lie to you. Take that job from GM. And that, I, I'll tell, there was like three moments that changed my whole life. That was one of them. Mm. Yeah, I tell Blair that all the time. If it wasn't for him telling me that, I'd probably be in a whole different path. <laughs> wow, we've had a former ba a former um, overseas basketball player on the show. He's he's since changed lanes and, and gone through you know gone the music route. But he said that he you know that the life the lifestyle playing overseas it was you know lucrative, but the money went really quick. I think he was playing in like Dubai or something like that. Not sure. Oh, yeah. He was living the life. I love that Dubai league. Yeah. yeah, but he but he was saying that the money was coming in and it was going out so fast. It depends on what country you're in because sometimes like uh, this comes to like spending as well. This also goes on the lines of finances. Like, what do you spend your money on? Because mm. like a lot of my friends, they're like, hey, I want to make more money or I want this and that. The first thing I do is I look at their budget. I'm like, if you're spending four hundred dollars a month in alcohol, cut it to two hundred. Now you have two hundred to invest. Right. So it's like sometimes you just got to cut your expenses. That's step one. Cut your expenses. Yeah. And see, that's the part that that like the regular everyday listener really has to hone in on, because a, a, a common thing like people that are just making it. Do I even have money to invest? Right. Yes. You always have money to invest. So how does what does that look like? Like how 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 do people 
for for I think that the median uh, black couple in Atlanta, or I'm sorry, in Georgia, is making sixty-seven thousand dollars annually, and that's two incomes. So splitting that by two, then the average person is making like thirty-two, thirty-three thousand dollars annually. So what's wild is that actually went up. That wasn't that I want to say four years ago. It was in the fifties. Mm. Yeah. That was a stat I also looked up. So, yeah, but you, you're right on that end. So, pretty much, you're looking at each person making $30,000. So, yeah, that's why, you know, in today's, picking a partner is very important as well, too, right? If you're going to go, like, for a combined income, picking your partner is also important because you have to be on the same page because now you you essentially cut all those debts, all those you know, the water bill, light bill, housing, you cut that in half, essentially. Because you're sharing it. You're yeah, you're sharing, sharing it, right? Even though millennials don't want a man that split the rent, but continue. Well, that's yeah, I get it. That, <laughs> that ain't true. I get it, though. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just you know, saying what the, what the people the say. The internet will tell us the that. The internet right. saying don't girls, split the rent. The city but girls want the man to pay it all. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, could I pay, like, 100%? Yeah, I could, easily. Yeah. But... I still still like when you split things 50 50 let's say if I'm working on investments and she's working on like her her podcast or whatever right one of those is going to pop off yeah. so if you split things down the middle you have two opportunities to retire mm. yeah instead of you know one person doing all of it and then you know you better hope that podcast or better hope those investments pop, pop off. off right <laughs> yeah yeah and the and I think it's less because Again, the social media people will have us thinking, oh, well, he ain't paying that rent. I ain't sticking by him. So what? But, okay, so if you have a partner that is not as financially stable as you, Mm -hmm. uh, what advice do you give to that person who wants to, who loves this person for love and not really for finance? Like, what advice do you give to that person? Well, you gotta have to stick it. You gotta have to stick it through, because like um, at the end of the day, like this is this is one thing that's amazing uh, that I learned over time. Money and business has no emotion. Mm. So like, it's if you love possible. somebody, or if that's your best friend, or blah blah blah, are they good for the business? Are they good for the investment? Because um, let's say one um, investment I did um, was Ford. You know, mm-hmm. I work for GM. And I'm like, oh, what if I was like, oh, I'm not going to invest in Ford because that's my competitor. I was like, you know, they're looking all right. You know, let me throw a little bit into there and it made some money. You know, um, I, I, I hate Apple products. I'll be honest. I hate Apple products to the core. But, but you I have, can't but deny. You are an Apple user. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I invested in it. I was like, people, you, they force you to have to use them. So I'm like, even though I hate Apple, all right, cool. I'll go ahead and invest in them too. It's like. You have to look at it. You cut all emotions and you cut feelings out of it. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing things for the bare bones. And it's like, it's honestly a different way of looking at life. Because mm. I look at, essentially I started to look at people the kind of the same way as well. It's like, yeah, you know, for instance, the whole Trump thing, him being racist and him being this and that. Oh, you've been very vocal about, <laughs> about that on your social media platform. Right. I was like, yeah, he might rub you the wrong way, but making money like <laughs> it is what it is like we were seeing increases huge increases during his time in his presidency in the things that you were investing in exactly so, so like let's get back to, <laughs> let's get back to the investment so once you once you figured out a way to get into the game like you you pretty much invested in the bitcoin which got you into the room mm-hmm. so then you had the opportunity to make multiple different types of investments from in large fortune 500 companies to even like startups and small businesses too right Right. So there was also another turning point in 2016 
I found out about Roth IRAs. And what a, a Roth IRA is, is pretty much you can take up to $6,000 a year, right? Mm-hmm. So pretty much $500 a month. You can put it into, into this account. Whatever money that $6,000 makes is tax-free. So when I found out, you know, I started my 401k, was doing like the bare minimum stuff. I actually studied a 401k, found out I make so much money, just much more money putting in S&P 500. Anybody can do that. What's it? What is that? S&P 500 is the top 500 companies in the in the United States. Okay. So instead of them putting um, like I'm with Fidelity, instead of them saying like, oh, I want to retire by 2055, 2060, and then them just putting little small caps or whatever together, I said, Put it on the S&P 500. I'll ride it up or down. But over time, S&P 500 brings you back like 10% a year. Mm-hmm. So imagine $6,000 each year was making 600 and then that 6600 makes X amount. Of, and I'm still putting money back in. I'm putting money in, in the gaps. And, like, it, it folds quick. Wow. Yeah, it folds very quickly. And then um, when I made enough money there, I actually hired a financial advisor. Oh, wow. And let him continue making that money and i was like all right well time to start fresh so let me try it again and then um bought google stock that was a big one um i was looking <laughs> so I, I think it's a funny story because everybody's like i don't know what to invest in and literally i picked one day i was like i use amazon i use microsoft and i use google which one do i think is going to take off and this was in 2016 I was like, you know what, Google, you have to use Google every For day. For everything. Yeah. You got to get Google, use Google to get to Amazon. Right. Exactly. You got to get use Google to get to Microsoft. You would think that, right? Yeah. So I bought the Google shares. It took off, but we know what Amazon did. I was like, oh, yeah. crap, I picked the wrong one. Right. <laughs> oh, dang. So, yeah. So I was a one to three chance on that one. So it's like everyone knows what they should invest in. It's just the fact that a lot of them don't. Like one, one share that I love to tell people to get into is Nike. A, it pays a dividend. And then, like, Nike was $60. When um, Colin Kaepernick had the whole protest, they were $60 a share. I want to say they're in the 200s right now. Right. So that's what my <laughs> next question was going to be. Like, right. what, are in, what are affordable investments for people to make? Like, for if people have... $20 to invest. The people have $100 to invest. Is that even enough to invest in something? What's wild is they made it easier. You don't even have to own a whole share anymore. They, they have like fractional buying now. Like when I first started off, they didn't have that. They Now you can buy like half of an Apple share. Wow. You can buy a tenth of an Apple share. And, and it I'm would like, still That's insane. be profitable. Yeah. Because Apple is. So if you buy up. 10%, let's say if you, so let's say if Apple is like $300, right? Mm-hmm. And you own 10% of it, right? That would be what 30 bucks or whatever oh, and then yeah now that's something that i can afford right, right. so it's 30 bucks. so you put your 30 bucks in so now if <laughs> t- if um let's say if apple doubles your 30 just turns into 60 it's the same percentages yeah. so i tell people also don't look at your money don't look at the amount value you gotta look at those percentages so i know if you can make 10 percent on 30 dollars, you can make 10 percent on three hundred thousand dollars so it's all about percentages, not how much you actually like make dollar about. Mm, got it. And that's the key. That's mm. a lot of the key, honestly. So when you're dropping your ebook, because you need you need <laughs> to really, it's unfair to keep. This is why I, we talked about this for such a long time. Mm-hmm. But this is why we brought you on the platform because it's unfair for you to hold all of this knowledge and to not <laughs> share it, right? So th- that's the thing. Like I, I tell a lot of people this because I'm not uh, like a financial advisor or anything. I just share my personal experience because right. I think honestly it's just easy yeah so i tell people you know hey this is what i do and and i have a group of 30 guys right so 
Um, my brother and me do this. We have these conversations every single day. So proud day, of Braxton. Right? Braxton. Hey, Braxton. Yeah, he's killing it. That guy, he's he's definitely killing it. But um, we we brought one of our friends in. He's overseas basketball players. He lost his job during COVID or whatever. And he was like, yo, what should I do? And I was like, buy this, buy this. This is when Amara was a big thing. It was $2 and some cents. It got as high as $60. And he threw tons of money into it. And he made six figures chilling at the crib, not even hooping no more. So wow. now when he got his next job, he's like, all right, cool. I'm just doing it just because, you know, I love it or whatever. So he did it. And where it got out, he was like, oh, this is the guy. So he just started bringing, and now we have a group of 30 guys who now, it's 30 black men at that. Period. <laughs> well, shout out to Ed. He's half Mexican, but we still throw Ed in there. We're going to catch our half. So it's 30 guys, and we and 30 guys is 60 eyes on the market. So mm. we don't miss nothing no more. Mm. So now everybody knows what to look for. Everybody Y'all says like woman this in? and that. And the boys I found out. Club? I found no. out that the um that the group chat only maxes out at thirty. Oh, wow. Alpha group How chat convenient. maxes out at thirty. How convenient! <laughs> I have people hitting kick me all out. the time. That people ask me that all the time. Can we kick somebody out? Can I get my brother in? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I hate to do it, but these guys been here from the jump. Like I know one guy. I love his story the most. He was un when he got into the chat. He was unemployed. He was just like, hey, I'm just trying to figure something out. That guy now works for a works for a lawyer now. He's making great money in his investments and making great money overall. And he hit big when Dogecoin came out. And I do mm. remember when that hit like about yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah, I wanna say like everybody in that chat has at least made over five grand. Amazing. <sighs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> can you stop? Yeah. Can you can I put <laughs> and I in a group chat and Larie and we can just, you know, like do like a little oh. start the start the thirty hey. the thirty Lurie? black women investors. Well, Is she typed in now? She actually did and um she bought Ripple. Ripple when we were talking about it, was like ten cents and it shot up as high as eighty cents. So per one she bought, she made like seventy cents profit, but we're talking about like thousands of these things. So yeah, so she made money already doing it just on just the strength of like, hey. I'm gonna just after after we cut this interview, I'm just gonna slide <laughs> my phone and I got a good twenty five dollars to play with. <laughs> Very serious. Hey, I'll be honest, I was just throwing in the Nike. Okay. Inflation's going up. Like this is this is like how my mind works, right? This this free game, how I'm thinking of the market right now. Rubber's up. Um, shoe, you know, textiles to make these shoes are up. Everything's up, right? We know this. They're not going to cut their prices. They're going to increase their prices. Right. So therefore, if they increase prices, they're going to increase the price. The price of the stock is going to go up. That's the only difference. Like you hedge inflation by buying shares in companies that are like recession proof, essentially. People were still keep people buying are like going to still yeah buy shoes. People are like right. makeup is still so in prop for women like us like makeup. We're still going to figure out a way to beat it down. Yes, girls Tech. that wear weaves, they still gonna find a way to get them bundled in. Mm -hmm. Right? Do they have a stock for that? Queen Virgin Remy. Uh, <laughs> I want to say uh, Alibaba. I want to say okay. Alibaba. Alibaba. Yeah, they're on the um. I, last I checked, I know they had like an issue with China and their whole like stock market stuff. Right. So I know a lot of Chinese um companies were pulled, but Alibaba was definitely on the market for the longest. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Last question. <laughs> Very last. Yes. No more brick. Yes. Okay. I'm the last question. <laughs> when do you know when to pull out? Mm. Um, that's up to you. It literally is. Um, there, there was two strategies I had for the longest. One was just buy it every other month. Like, let's say if I knew 
for instance, everybody laughs at me when I say this. I love Spirit Airlines. Like, okay. soul I, fly, plane? I fly Spirit. You be flying soul plane? I fly Spirit. Brandon. Wow. Because you I fly invest. Spirit International? Because I this Yeah. I went to Columbia on uh, Just Spirit. this last time with Spirit? Is it the ratchet for you? It's not that. It's like, <laughs> first of all, I fly the big chair. Oh, okay, <laughs> so it's okay. not first class. It's called the big chair. But I see a lot of similarities with them and I'm dominoes. I'm so surprised. But, but here, why, though? So I, I slowly buy spirit stock every check, right? Just slowly buy it or whatever, right? There's like maybe two, three bucks right now. Right oh, now, right? really? If well, they were. They were. Back. They shot up. <laughs> but they shot up like 10% not too long ago. And um, they remind me of what Domino's used to do. Do you remember when Domino's sucked and they had all those commercials? Like, yeah. oh, we suck as a pizza company. What do you suggest? You know how much a Domino share is right today? How much? Back then it was like $1.75. They're almost like four or $300 per wow. share from a dollar. And imagine wow. if you would have bought in back then. Right. And I'm like, to me, I'm like, I see a lot of similarities. So I'm like, I'm going to try it out because they just acquired, well, Frontier and um, another company. I can't remember. It's not Spirit? JetBlue? JetBlue, yeah. yeah. They're trying to combine with Spirit. Mm. And I'm like, really? they're trying to do Three trash hairlines coming yes. together. But I would, <laughs> I would prefer, because I've flown Frontier too, but JetBlue was a lot better. Than Spirit and Frontier. They're trying to combine. It's like a maybe fight they're gonna right take now. Jet Blue. Maybe maybe they will make Spirit Jet Blue. I would hope. I don't know. Wow. I don't know, but whatever it is, it's just as long as it's good for me. <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah. So that so I do it the long term way. But there's another thing called the short term um, swing trading. Mm. Swing trading was very lucrative um, during the beginning of COVID. So what I was doing was I would take ten thousand dollars, right? I would have a list of 10 stocks each week, and I know how to chart read, too. I would look for one stock that I think at some point in that day would go up 1%. And oh. an option, 1% is 10% on your money back. So $10,000 is you make 1000 So I would make that, and I'll just try and make $1,000 every week on the same 10000 And for the longest, I was just paying my bills with that. Amazing. To take some money to the side for, uh, for taxes. And then you use the rest for your bills. Amazing. And then you still have your salary coming in. You still have your other investments. You still have your financial advisor. It's just multiple things. Renting out houses. It's like stuff like that. <laughs> you are. This yeah. has been the most valuable conversation of the season. Okay. NBC. The most valuable conversation right. of the season. I appreciate you for bringing him in. You're welcome. That was amazing. And I hope that all of our listeners out here can get into it, too. Yeah. And then one other thing I do want to say, like, as far as um, investing. So also, don't be afraid to invest in, like, friends that have a vision, too. Well, we got vision over here, Brandon. Of course. And, um, like, with that being said, like, I actually invested in a smoothie company called Fruit Jock. It's, like, my brother's best friend. Bring it up. And um, I'll bring bring it up. I will look. um, Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to give y'all some for free. Yes. But, um, we love was, free. <laughs> so, if you know about the Atlanta the Atlanta Entertainment Basketball League, it was actually a big hit there. And um, they actually all have collagen protein in it, good for nails, hair, and skin. But for athletes, it's good for lifting. Uh, it's good for muscle recovery. Because mm. the guy who made these, he actually was only eating raw He's eating raw kale, like kale out the bag and drinking these things. It was huge. And I was like, how are you doing this? Right. And he just was like, yeah, this is the smoothie I make. And then after we had that conversation that day, he decided to start selling them. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to help you push it. And, um, you know, we're doing really good now. Um, it's like day and night from two years ago now. Like we used to have packages. Now we actually have bottles. 
uh, QR codes for like the recipes and all that stuff on the back. So like this is one of my investments I also did as well. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Slide, slide that, that green one up. The green one? Oh, yeah. That's a good meal. I'm going to take the, uh, the, the, it looks like, is that mango? Oh, this one is called Island Salil. See? That's uh, B12. Yeah. And this one's good for hydration, Good's and this one's good for, like, vitamin C. Yeah, and all you have to do is freeze them. I've actually drank one oh, it's from, frozen. like, a, yeah. I think I'm drinking one as old as two months because it's actually all real fruit. Mm, so you just you freeze it, it. Yeah, and then you let it default, dethaw in the um, refrigerator. Or if I'm playing basketball, I just let it sit on the sideline until I'm done. Then just drink one and I'm good. Mm. So tell everyone how they can get their hands on this. Oh, so um, it's at the Fruit Jock on Instagram. And um, if you DM, um, DM the account, put your order in. Either I'll drop it off or he'll drop it off. At Amazing. the Fruit Jock on IG, for sure. Okay, we got that. Amazing, <laughs> yeah. Brandon. Tell everybody how they can follow you. Do you have a page for your investment? You need to. <laughs> you no, you need to. Stop <laughs> it's, playing. It's a lot of work. It and is. H, and the, my thing is, you like, can hire I somebody see, to do it. And could. Uh, you know, I could. Bless, bless someone. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, because it's like, it's, it's like, you don't want to make People, it a job and yeah, it's not I don't fun make anymore. It a job. Yeah, right. I, I don't want to make it a job. I feel that. I feel that. But, you know, anybody can follow me at, uh, at Brandon underscore NLS. And NLS is, of course, for Next Level Scouting. Another whole, business that he invested in. Another business, yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> no investor. The college. Look, don't be trying to come up uh, and, and find your next investor through Brandon because he's going he's gonna, to... Yeah, it's all connections. That's he got to skim it through. Yes. Yeah. Calm down. I got guys <laughs> who do it all, fix cars. You know, I got guys who mount TVs. I got guys, like, it's... You can just find people for anything. Like, that's the beauty of it. Your network is really your net worth. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well. well, thank you, Brandon. I really appreciate you for stepping in and talking with us and educating our listeners. We so appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Anytime y'all yeah. want me in here, I'll definitely. We we will bring you. We'll bring you. <laughs> you gotta lock him in with, with David too. We'll be back, David. Follow him now. Right. Tap in, David, because he he loves that type of stuff. But okay. All right, y'all. Uh, keep it locked. Don't sleep. It's Nightmare Radio. We'll be back. Tired of rent increases? Stop paying rent on property that will never be yours. Build wealth, invest in your future, and become a homeowner. Book an appointment with Christiana Torre, Atlanta native realtor, today. Love thy realtor. Keller Williams Buckhead. Contact 678-538-8989. What up, world? Thank you so much for hanging out with us until the end of the episode. As promised, I have the faith part of the finance conversation that we are going to continue to push for the remainder of the month of April. And today I'm inviting you into some of my own personal struggles along my journey as a dreamer. I'm just going to be transparent and talk about some things that have been, you know, I've been working on. I know that I'm a child of God and I know um, that as a child of God, God has promised me great things. And the Bible, the world tells us on so many occasions that when we become a part of his kingdom, he shares with us all that is in his kingdom, that he wants all of the things, you know, beyond what we can even imagine for us. Um, and, he'll, and he will give that to us. So I acknowledge that God is my father, my creator, my provider. Children don't worry when they have a good provider. I come from parents that have been immaculate providers. I've never once had to worry about food, about shelter, about the things that I've wanted or needed, you know, as a child. Um, and just like that, God is the same way. 
when children have a great provider, they don't worry about, you know, whether they'll be loved or if they have a place in this world. The unconditional love of a parent literally lays a foundation for them to have secure peace and joy. And my God desires the same for me because I am his child. Now, that being said, I have to keep it real. And I have to admit that I have to constantly check my own heart posture when it comes to my own dream journey. Life has been lifing. Situations have gone crazy, and I feel in so many different ways as if I'm left out in the wilderness. And sometimes I, I forget that I have a provider that, has, that is going to oversee and take care of me. Um, I've been harboring some harsh and negative mindsets that don't line up with the word of God as a child of God. What I've understood and what I'm seeing now is when you put your mind on a mission to find the misery, then the devil will help you look for it. How many times do we look for things in the world to refute or negate or even challenge what God has promised us in his word? And then we disguise those things as saying or claiming that we're just being realistic. Well, if I'm being realistic, you know, this won't get paid if, if this is not coming in. Because I'm, that's me being realistic. That's literally me looking into the world for things that have already been promised to me in the word. And I know I got to cut that out. So in the Bible, we talk about or you've heard the term gleaning, which is to extract from various sources. But, but specifically in the Bible, we've heard the term gleaning used when we talk about um, Ruth, when she went into the garden, into the field of grains as her responsibility as a widow to take care, to provide for herself and for her mother-in-law to look for food that was left over that other um, harvesters did not want or did not see. And when you're a gleaner, you see things that other people have passed over. You see things from a different perspective because you're in a space where you need it, you know? And so um, in the Bible, we know that Ruth goes to the field of grains and she gleans and hopes to find food to provide for herself and for her mother. And in that field, while she was searching for food to eat, she also met her husband, Boaz. Ruth's responsibility is what positioned her for God's favor. We hear the term, the one who seeks finds right in Matthew 7 uh, verse 7 it says ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you we have to be mindful for what we glean for we have to be mindful on what we focus on I have to be mindful for in this part of my journey what I'm gleaning for for what others may see I may not be able to see but I have to change my heart posture and my mindset so that it can get down to, to, to my eye, to my vantage point so that I can see that even in this, in what feels like a desolate desert, there's still fruit to be harvested for me specifically. I can't look for things that contradict what God has already promised me. And if I identify as a child of God and I recognize that God is my father, then I know that all things will be provided for me. So I don't have to worry. This is really hard for me because Again, as a as a child of God that lives in the world, you just feel obligated or inclined to worry about things that are worldly. So it's very difficult to apply the word when the world is telling you and making up every single excuse for you to refute what the word has promised you. And in the Bible, literally, a father that that does not provide for his child isn't is, isn't a provider. But but God, our, our God is. We know that. So we have to. Um, we often don't live our lives in response to the truth. And instead, we live out the mindset of a fatherless child, of like an orphan. But to remind myself, to check my own heart posture, to, to let myself know that I'm not a fatherless child in the world 
or in the word because I have a father that's providing for me in the present and I got a I have a heavenly father that's going to always provide for me beyond the present in the future and beyond what I can ever expect to need it's already provided for me I just have to continue to hone in and to focus on the word despite of what the world tells me so if this is you if you find yourself on a journey and you feel like your usual um, sources have been depleted and you're left in the field of grains to glean for the leftovers or the things that are left behind be mindful of what you're seeking for because if you're seeking the wrong things if you're seeking an excuse if you're seeking ways that's going to refute or negate the promises that God has given us as a child of God then you're going to find exactly that but if you're seeking God's promises, no matter what the field looks like, even if it's picked over, there's still going to be enough left for you to eat. Find validation in God's promises and refute every single excuse to not believe in the word. That's where I want to leave you. I hope that that story, that, um, that, that little excerpt is relatable to you in your own faith journey on chasing these dreams. Because if your dreams don't scare you, they are not big enough. Thank you so much. It's your girl, Brittany Kristen. I'm out.